Hey guys, this is John Domine, and welcome to another episode of In the Spray Room, Sold Magazine's podcast with some of the best and brightest artists on the streets today. We're bringing out the latter side of these creatives by talking to them in a less structured environment. Today's Sold crew consists of myself, John Domine, Bike Girl. Hello. And Brooklyn's own Big Ronnie. Hello, everybody. For our do- daily online content, check us out at soldmagny.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at soldmag. Before we introduce our special guest today, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Hello, John. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. How about you? You have been busy. You've been, been running around, taking pictures, prepping for shows, doing it all. You make it look easy. It's the life of a photographer here. Do you know that... And uh, he still manages to cook dinner every night. That's true. I do. I had to run away it's last amazing. night when Audrey saw me. So. Yes. Do you like that we call you an alien? That you're not actually from this world? That it couldn't <laughs> possibly all be done by a human? I, I'm starting to embrace it, yeah. I think you should. Bike Girl, how's it going? It's going. It is hot season. We are in the spring. Murals are going up everywhere. It's exciting out there, huh? It is. It's time. I like it. Favorite time of the year. It is murally active season, as they say. So we're looking forward to Bushwick Collective. We're looking forward to Welling. Do we know anything about uh, Dodworth Bite? Is that, uh, do we know if that's on no. yet or not? That one I don't know anything about, but that one doesn't usually happen till later in the summer, so um, we'll see. So it has some time to pull it together. That's cool. Uh, so let's get in it with our special guest. Today we are welcoming in Sunny Sundancer. Welcome, brother. How's it going? It's going great. Uh, we're glad you made it in today. Uh, super excited to have you in. Uh, we, we love your work, and uh, we wanted to talk to you about some of the uh, things that go into it. Uh, I see John already shuffling his notes. I wouldn't dare ask you the first question. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. Please, Mr. Domine. Well, I mean, for, I guess for s- starting off, you're coming all the way from Johannesburg, right? Yeah. Uh, what are you doing here? Um, I'm in town for my show, my exhibition next month. Yeah. It's been a long road. It's been a long road, yeah. The first time we met you was back in June of last year. Yeah. As you started this big project, of the To the, to the Bone project. Yeah. And now you have the culmination of that with your uh, show here in New York City yeah. uh, on May 17th through the 20th, right? That's right. Yeah. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that year has looked like for you? This I know that's a big question. Yeah, this big, the this whole project. So like, well, how did the, you know, first of all, how did the project come about? Sure. Um, I mean, it started when I, I, um, I wanted to put a body of work together. And at the time, I was a bit concerned about um, animal conservation. You know. Pull the mic a little closer to you. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Like living in South Africa, you know, I'm quite connected with it. Um, and, uh, you know, they're obviously the main subjects in my artwork. So when I was putting a body of work together, um, you know, I was concerned about everything that was going on around conservation and it was just going to be an obvious thing that I was going to put in as a message in my work. So, yeah, I built this project. So how did, after Johannesburg, well, in Johannesburg, you did a big elephant, right, yeah. to start the project. Yeah, I did the, did the elephant first, and then... And then you came the here to New York. New York, yeah. In the, and did the lion on top of Allen Street. And um, from there, where did you go? you remember <laughs> it's been a whole it's, it's been, been a long been a journey so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, from there, um, geez, what did I actually do next? Oh, I went to Canada. Um, oh, right. That was the next one. And then I came back to New York and I did the Tiger. Uh, the Tiger was a collaboration at the time with Project Cat. Um, um, and then from there, I went to Russia. Russia, yeah. Was it the next For one? the Amur Leopard? Yeah, it's all molded into one now. It's just and it was a grizzly bear in Canada, right? Yeah, it was a grizzly bear in Canada. Um, then went to Russia, painted the armor leopard. Um, had a crazy time there, just uh, seeing the conservations there, the land of the leopard and the restricted tiger conservations. And that um, was eastern Russia. So yeah, it was, it was like far, far eastern yeah. Russia, yeah. You even went, didn't it's you go track, trekking through the... Yeah, so we... We first went to the land of the leopard, um, which is quite intense. Like, you know, there's a, there's only 50 in the wild, you know. So Whoa. And wow. pretty much in that area. Wow. Yeah. It's the most, it's the rarest cat in the world. So, so yeah, they're, they're seriously, um, they're seriously equipped, should I say, mm -hmm. to look after them. But still, the people, uh, people are poaching them left, right and center. I mean, most of them, are, it's crazy, most of them are poached from the road, which is crazy. So when they're crossing the road from one side to another, because obviously this is like a really big road that goes through um, through the land. And yeah, there's, it's crazy. It's like, um, it's sort of like a gray area when the ro for the road and the land. So they're actually not allowed to patrol the, ro the road and poachers know that. So we wait for them to cross the road. Oh, wow. oh. And the only people who can arrest them there are the traffic cops. And I mean, you're in the middle huh. of nowhere, so the traffic cops oh, are not going to get them. That's insane. So it's like a little loop in the whole thing. So, yeah, so, so they're actually catching them or they're killing them? What? Or no, they're killing them. They're killing them. Oh, boy. Tigers yeah. as well. Hmm. Um, same thing. Um, yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, I went to um, some restricted, uh, um, restricted land for tigers, like further up north there. Um, so we went there, saw the work that they were doing, and yeah, we trekked for a whole day. And then there's wild tigers walking around. Not that you see them, but they're around. Right. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was a whole experience. So I painted the armor leopard um, in Vladivostok, um, which is a crazy city in itself. It's like uh, the Russian, uh, it's like where the Navy port is, you know, based. So it's very military, uh, crazy ships, crazy place. It, it's sort of, they call it the, the San Francisco of Russia, uh, hmm. if you can oh. imagine. That's hard to imagine, imagine, actually. I know. <laughs> John, John, what's your favorite bar in Vladivostok? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> favorite bar, yeah. I want to go to Vladivostok. Having, now having been from the, the Bay Area yeah. for so long, uh, that has to be making funny pictures in your mind. Yeah, I just, I, I, I didn't even picture it being a big city. Um, but it's bigger than it seems, hmm. yeah. Um, I had a bird's eye view of it. <laughs> and yet, at the same time, so, but how long does it take to get from the city to where you were trekking the for leopards or in the... Uh, that, was, that was like a day. Oh, okay, so it is, it's, it's not boat. like it's just, you know, right no. outside the city limits or anything like that. No, no, it's quite far, yeah. We yeah. took a boat um, across and then another, like we had a big sort of a shuttle bus. Did you have any other, um, in other cities you went to, did you have similar experiences with wildlife um, 
when you were there or were you just there with the no, idea? No, I, d- I didn't get a chance. Uh, yeah. that, w- that was the plan, but um, like it, it just didn't, didn't work out. Because yeah. you know, um, painting the murals was the main thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I see it in South Africa. I, s- I deal with it a lot in South Africa. Right. Um, and I planned this for, for Russia. So, so yeah, mm. that's, that's sort of how it worked out. Yeah. And then the last... I was with I4, like doing work with I4 at the time. So and I5 is stands for what? Just for our listeners. Uh, the International um, uh, Foundation for Animal Welfare, and they um, they were doing their own uh, like tour, visiting these um, like the different different places where they're sort of doing work and helping out uh, different conservations. So they invited me along with, and so I just jumped on with them. Cool. Um, and then the last place you went to was uh, Ireland? No. Was yeah, it, did you go to Ireland? I went no. to Ireland, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess maybe it's not the last place. You also went to Miami. But yeah, I went to London as well. I painted a rhino in London. All oh, right. Busy. Um, Busy. Yeah, and then I went to Miami, did the polar bear there. Oh, that one is extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh. it might be my favorite polar bear. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just extraordinary. Have you seen any, any uh, recent images of it? Um, because I know when you were painting it, you were not concerned, but you actually created it on the wall, um, anticipating the fact that it might be tagged, tagged over yeah. on the bottom. And Yeah, so I had a crazy theory with it. Um, I originally was going to paint uh, three tigers running there, and the, the image that I had was perfect for the size of the wall. Mm. And you know, I was advised that that's that particular um, courtyard um, you know, it gets tagged up quite a bit and, you know, the negative space and everything is going to get tagged up and, you know, lifted up and it's a little bit irritated by it because I don't like to, you know, let it influence my work, that right. let it be. But um, I had a cool idea because I wanted to do, um, bring the polar bear into the series that um, I sort of brought the theory that uh, sort of the struggle that the polar bears are having because uh, with global warming and everything, they actually have to walk a lot more to keep on solid ground. And because they have to do that, they have to um, hunt more, eat more. So, like, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're going through tough times, but what's pretty cool is that they're sort of adapting to their environment. So I thought of uh, bringing double meaning to my painting and purposely putting the, the iceberg high like that, so it's floating. Um, and not allowing, but like not inviting, but when the tags come, knowing it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Uh, like the global warming's happening, that the mural will um, it'll adapt and survive. And the end picture's already planned out when that whole area is tagged, and the polar bear is standing on top of the graffiti and sort of snarling at it, like I'm still here, you know. And that's sort of like the double meaning of the. Cool. That's with what the polar bears are going. All right, so yeah. let's go a little further back. <laughs> I, I now hearing you speak about it, I absolutely uh, uh, believe you care. Yeah. And believe that it's it's not a shtick, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not a gimmick. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, where did the love of animals come from? Take me back. I've never been to Africa. It's one of my dream destinations. I need to go there before I die. I need to see where life began and stuff like that. But South yeah. Africa, like. 
What were some of the animals that I would never come across that were your buddies and would freak me out? I mean, the whole bush is just an experience, you know. I mean, I moved, I'm originally from the UK, so I moved there with my family when I was like 11, 10, 11. Um, and, you know, I remember flying over and looking up out of the window of the plane expecting like, you know, lions and cheetahs to be running on the runway sort of thing. You know, it was like a big adventure when we did it. And, you know, we spent a lot of time in, in the bush. The bush is the safari, by the way. Um, Anywhere that's not a city. Yeah? Anywhere that's not a city, right? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Game farms and, like, sort of... Small villages. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, I got super fascinated with, with it all because it wasn't ordinary for me. And like, in, in the UK, you don't really see much more than a weird squirrel or pigeon or whatever so like it was amazing for me as a kid and i got like immediately like obsessed with animals and it became like a i don't know africa in general was just a big big sort of holiday experience that never sort of ended you know um and then it became home eventually and then um and then yeah i never really stopped going to the bush um a friend of mine has a game farm. I lived on there in, in, in the bush for, geez, for like six, six to eight months. Like, long time, like living in the middle of nowhere. Um, and yeah, like, got a real sort of respect for the bush and ecosystems and, you know, everything around it. And, you know, these days we're not short of a few documentaries and, you know, everything that we're seeing online and back at home like you know there's lots of lots of things that we hear about that you guys might not hear about you know because it's sort of it's happening for us and it doesn't um, always make international news so you know there's a lot going on and when you know I travel and like when you hear like people just don't know about these things you know so that's where the um, the importance of the the mural tour as part of the exhibition came from because you know, I saw saw the the power in street art is sort of the attention it can grab from people. Why? Um, I think one, from my experience, from what I do, I think one is the scale of it, people on the street. Um, you know, it's placement. You know, it's generally in a place that's. It doesn't have to be run down, but it's it's going to be a con- in a concrete jungle mm. or somewhere like that. So it's obviously it's standing out in that way. And then I think it's the um, the creativity about it. I mean, I spoke about it now at the UN when you know I got asked the question: um, How does how does creativity make change? And what do you think about that? And like my explanation about it, which is answering the question, is that, you know, in this day and age, people are so bombarded with, um, you know, so much information. And people's attention spans are so short now that you can just, you know, scroll on or, you know, just dislike something, just ignore it. so easy to ignore these days, you know. So Mm -hmm. the creativity is cool because, you know, I'm able to grab people's attention for like a small moment. And with that moment, with things like social media, where I can like write the message. Um, when they go hunt for it, I'm able to deliver a message, which is, you know, around animal conservation. So, 
Well, and you can't, I mean, your work is also breathtaking. Your work makes people stop and linger. The pieces here in the city, people stop, they stare, they linger. Um, there's always someone looking at them when I walk by, no matter what time of day or night it is, especially the tiger. That when people are s constantly streaming by and taking photographs. I mean, well, and that one with it being all the time. right on street right, level. Right, at ground level. It's it so accessible. It invites you in and you're, you're able yeah, to see it. Right? It's so, so accessible yeah. to everyone. They can touch, they can look at the textures, they can look at those eyes. <laughs> it's all so about the eyes. Two things that I, that I like do with this, and it's like my, my passion is to push the street art and push my art. So that's like a huge focus on pushing that. But at the same time, like I've got the message, you know, it's not, um, I'm not, I'm not only doing it for the message of getting that art. Like I'm spending a lot of time and focus on um, pushing art in general as well. Well, I think your message is reaching a lot of people that might not have, might not have ever heard well, the message. Well, bite. Let's yeah. ju let's just stop. Let's acknowledge the fact that there is a message there. A lot of oh, art yeah. stands on its own, and a lot of art... And uh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. What I, I'm saying I is... I also have nothing against that. Before, before yeah. I did this project, um, you know, lots of people, for different things I did, asked me, you know, what, uh, what's the meaning behind it and whatever, and sometimes I didn't have one. And, like, sometimes I do like things to just be there because it is. You know, it's so just interesting like to realize of the power that mm -hmm. your art can actually have when you do have a message. Yeah, it's... It's cool to use it for that, you know. Um, I didn't really expect it, this to get as much response as it did. Um, Is that just because you're a humble dude, or you didn't, you really didn't think it would catch on? It was just your next piece. Well, I don't know. I mean, that line that I did in New York now is my first international mural, so like I had no idea how the international street art scene would. Um, Eat it up. Would take my work. And I mean, online, online it was known, but I hadn't actually painted um, on the street, you know. So, well, I and I think I mean you're. I mean, it could have. It could not have been successful. Had another artist done the same thing with a different skill set, and I mean, the the amount of detail that you put into these, <laughs> into the individual hairs on these animals is just. It, it blows my mind even seeing the way that you work. I mean, you've seen them out there with just the, oh, uh, yeah. the, the buckets and well, buckets just, of different yeah, tones. Well, and, your process you know? is unlike that's, that's any... Boxes are right is there. that what it is right there? <laughs> I mean, let's reality. Your process is unlike anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. I've never seen anyone use spray paint and yet not really spray it on the wall. Yeah, it's a, it's a I, unique uh, process. It is time, yours yeah. alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, 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 um, it's amazing because even if you look at, you know... In this project, a lot of it was um, there would be a single element that could have, like, uh, whether it be gold talons or, or, or claws or, um, or a tooth. Um, and you would say, oh, he painted that just, he just used the gold spray paint. And then when you look at it, there was no gold that went into painting that whatsoever. It was yeah. every color but gold, <laughs> you know. It was really just seeing that come together, you're like, oh, my God, he just made this look like this just super vibrant, shiny, metallic uh, object and yet it has no gold in it at all. Oh. I mean, right? So it's it's just I just think it's incredible. Oh, yeah. I love so. my tiger with a grill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like perfect. It's an urban tiger on the streets of New York. Yeah. So it's perfectly placed. Yeah, wait for the canvases though. The canvases. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, Very excited too. to see them. 
All right, let's get back to Africa. <laughs> Sorry. Let me ask the question a different way. What's the coolest thing you've ever been bitten by? <laughs> bitten by? Sure. Jeez, I don't know how cool it is. Okay, so what is your most extreme <laughs> animal confront- confrontation and what animal? And You've got to have a couple of stories in the bush. I think being paranoid about black mambas probably is the scariest hmm. thing. That's what I want to hear. That's what I'm going for. Wha- I haven't like, encountered it, but like, I lived on the farm where they, they hide in the... Uh, in the in the Burmas, like you go to the Burmas and you know sit there and look out and you know they had watering holes and whatever. And yeah, they hide in the trees and you know every time you go in there because they're black, you can't see them and you know you get bit by one of those guys and mm. it's over. Yeah, you're done. What about the most awe-inspiring encounter with an animal? Sure, so many. I don't know, seeing a leopard in the wild is really good. Hmm. Um, I'll tell you one of mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so this was really surreal to me, but I was in Belize, and I was just, I was just, swi- <laughs> I was just swimming around, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm sitting there, and I just see this object uh, come close. It just was kind of undulating toward me, and I just st- stood there really still, and all of a sudden this, uh, the manatee came straight face-to-face with me, and it just stood there, and I, I was just hanging out. And we were looking at each other for like 15, 20 seconds. And then he just kind of l- rotated his face and then slowly just turned and went, and went off. But I was like, this is so surreal to me. So I was like, I was like that's for me, that was just a very – I love when things happen like that happen because I, I really love animals too, and I was like really felt that connection then, mm. even though I didn't want to have anything you know to do with that animal. But anyways, you tell me about you now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've seen uh, ah. yeah, lots of stuff. Huh? I got chased by an yeah. elephant in Sabi. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Elephants scare the hell out of me. Oh, I yeah, and it was scary. She, We got just a little too close, and the, the guy like told us to turn around, and we skirted up a hill, and then he says, run. So we all ran. <laughs> yeah, no, they're intense. Elephants are, yeah, badass. So I'm, I'm picturing uh, a... 15-year-old Sunny Sundancer sketching in the bush. <laughs> what were you sketching? What were you interested in? Where was your art, uh, uh, ba- you know, I don't want to say background, but where was your art inspiration coming from that wasn't animals, that wasn't uh, uh, biologic, if you will? I didn't really do, I didn't really do, like, art properly until I was, like, 23, 24, actually. Um, I used to sketch. Um, I was actually obsessed with sort of my teens uh, like manga sure manga yeah, sure. Like manga cartoon yep. yeah. oh, I bet some of those sketches are awesome <laughs> yeah I used to dig drawing um, gorillas remember you know gorillas of course oh, that we can't start we can, we can start talking about those Damon Albarn and um, every single one of my oh stop it so they're amazing. fantastic I love the band we've seen them live uh, last time I saw them live was Madison Square Garden with Most Deaf, Bobby Womack, Erica was there. It was such a show. It was unbelievable. Jesus big God. fan. Big fan of those guys. John, what's your favorite Gorillaz track? Oh, yeah. You're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> Did you hear about my manatee? <laughs> that wasn't a manatee. His name was Bruce, right. and he's waiting for you to call him That's back. That's a mermaid. Perfect. That's right. It was a mermaid. <laughs> um, so yes, I, did, I just sketched 
sketch stuff like that. Um, and then only started to paint, yeah, 23, 24. And what's, so this upcoming show that you've got, what's it going to look like? Is it, um, now it's only three days, right? Yeah, it's only three days, yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. So, and it's at, uh, what's the address, 335? 393 Broadway. 393 Broadway, yeah, in Soho. Near Canal Street. Great location. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool location. Um, Yeah, there's been a lot of cool cool events happen there, so. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, busy working on it, getting everything together. Um, there's going to be ten paintings, ten original paintings, um, and then eight sculptures. Whoa! Which are cool. Sculpts, oh, sculptures so too. Oh, cool. yeah. Oh, that's okay. exciting. Cool. Yeah. I hadn't um, actually looked at the uh, sculptures that you'd done. So what's that's the cool. medium? Um, they're actually molds, uh, skull molds that are painted, and they've all got the gold grills. Um, and they all match the paintings. Well, eight oh, cool. match eight the paintings. Um, um, I don't know what you've read about the meaning behind the patterns on the paintings. You had told uh, me about that, and can you tell uh, the readers about that, or our listeners about that? <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, the paintings are of different endangered animals, and they're breaking away in different ways um, to reveal their skulls, and that's obviously showing, um, symbolizing the animals slowly disappearing, species. Um, and on the skulls have um, the native patterns of um, the animal's origin. So what I did was uh, to go along with the paintings, I've got the actual skull of that animal um, that has the same pattern as the canvas. So it's sort of a mirror. Very um, cool. The symbol of it is that, um, you know, one day in the future, if it carries on, that will be the only thing we'll be looking at so in museums, you know. Hmm. I mean, that's the idea that the whole project came about. Is the whole of it, the skulls are what made me start um, putting the imagery around the paintings originally um, from the farm that I was staying on. There was a big pile of animal skulls there. And uh, yeah, I started. You know, you look at them and think, shove those things away. I'm sure that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a problem at all. Um, You know, I started to think like how these animals were, you know, once roaming around, and then that started to trigger like memories when I was a kid. um, Where you know, I used to be obsessed with dinosaurs. I feel like. What's your favorite dinosaur? T. Rex. What's yours? Pterodactyl, the biggest bird ever. It's kind of crazy. Big heads, they, they'd swallow you whole, John. Even you, big lean John, you get swallowed whole by a pterodactyl, mm-hmm. like that. Probably any, well, not not any dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I guess most of them are smaller, but T Rex fan. Mm. Mine's the Bistie Beast because they found it in New Mexico, and I got to see it and clean dirt off of it. What's it called, Bistie Beast? Bistie Beast, because it was found in the Bistie Badlands. It's kind of like a raptor thing, a small little thing. I was a dinosaur nut job when I was a kid. Loved them. I feel like we all were. Sure. I think no, mine was brontosaurus, but I think it was just, uh, I don't know if there's actually a brontosaurus or if that's just from Flintstones. And, uh, brontosaurus burgers. Yeah, brontosaurus burgers, right? Dino. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys get the, the magazines where every week you got a bone and you 
Dolph the dancer. No, no, no that's no. amazing. No, no. We never get the cool did. stuff. No, our childhood was lacking that for sure. Yeah, I used to get the dinosaur magazine like every week. I used to go to my corner store, get mm. the magazine, and then like this month or I don't know, it must have been more than a month, I guess, till the whole dinosaur. But you'd get like a bone to go into your dinosaur, and then you keep buying the magazine, and then you'd get your dinosaur. And then what great marketing! Yeah. I agree. That's keep coming sweet. back. They, they glowed in the dark. As well. I'm sure the head was oh. last. Mm. So that's where this came from, like being obsessed with that as a kid. I remember going to like museums and seeing like big like T-Rex sort of um, skeletons and whatever. And you know, remember, I mean, remember being obsessed, thinking, you know, how you wish that you could see a dinosaur. You know, yeah. like that's sort of what I thought about these bones. Like in the future, future generations, that could be a reality. You know. Now, would they say alligators are the closest? It, like they haven't evolved in since then type of thing they just got smaller and sharks I think. oh yeah. sharks too yeah. 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 yeah and of course insects they're still the same as they've always been alright so we're going from the actual jungle to the urban jungle let's talk about New York Yeah. what do you love about it what do you hate about it what do you not like about it I you can actually really hate something too. about it really yeah, yeah it's massive obviously um, yeah I just love the vibe of it hey like you're always on your toes. There's obviously so much to do. Um, I've mainly just worked here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does the all pace? All my visits are just running around New York trying to get murals done. Um, yeah, I haven't had much time to like really do the entertainment side of it. But right. uh, yeah, I just love how it all works. Getting around is, believe it or not, quite easy. That's one thing I love about being here is that I haven't had a car. You have a car back in Johannesburg, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you you need one there. You yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have yeah. proper public transport now. So have you been able to – was it an easy adjustment to, I guess, change the pace of things? Because here, I, my feeling is that it's – all of a sudden it is. You just are it's, – it's that hustle kind of feel. Like everyone you everyone is running around. and have you f- Or have you found your own groove since you've been here? I mean, now this is your third time being here, right? Yeah, um, I kind of fit it in straight away. To be honest, it's um, yeah. it's a city I can really work in. It's it works how I like to work. Yeah, I mean Joburg's quite fast paced itself. Yeah. Um, um, I like I like that it's busy, but it's not so condensed as I would have thought coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes like in London, London's you know it's what I could compare it to as a really big city and getting around. London feels a lot harder to get around and a lot more congested and you feel a bit more uh, sort of shoved around and in the rat race, that, that yeah. vibe. So yeah. you weren't so on the D train with me, huh? huh? You weren't <laughs> on the D train because I was... Oh, there are days. <laughs> I was like a sardine today. No, it's cool. Like anything I want to get done here, I can get it done quick. And uh, yeah, people are great. People are really friendly. Yeah. Um, Until we're not. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think lots of people are shouting at each other, but it doesn't seem to uh, to escalate to anything. Well, that's that's the that's the New York the New Yorker vents is just blasting somebody that does something somebody something stupid in front of them. Yeah, you did something stupid. Angrier. People like their, their their horns a lot. Yeah. That's true. And we, we like to complain. It's a horny bunch. It's either too hot, too cold. Days like today are rare. Yeah, today was a beautiful day. Yeah, it's usually too cold or too hot, one way or the other. 
So let's talk. Uh, let's, let's shift focus a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, I. Erica prepped me before and wanted me to discuss your partnership with the Discovery Channel. Yeah. Let's just stop right there. That's something that most artists would love to know how that came about, you know, in the hopes of them, you know, working with the right type of company and certainly a a company that aligns with their vision in terms of conservation and things like that. So can you tell us about that? Um, Well, the... The mural tour, I was doing a lot of work with I4, and um, when I was doing the exhibition here, I'd been I'd, I'd done the Tiger um, with Discovery Channel, because um, my projects, um, oh, let me reverse everything, so I had to uh, decide which conservation I was going to give the money to that I raised, so it, it's, I was advised that it would be better to take the money due to its size and direct it in one area because it could do a lot better than to spread it out. So I was sort of forced to pick you know, where I'd like it to go and I just decided to choose my favorite animal, which was the tiger. Um, so from the outset, I was always donating whatever I raised or uh, was giving away um, to Tiger. So when I was in New York, um, I got approached by Discovery um, to do some work with them. And, um, and yeah, it was just an obvious, obvious fit considering what my project and their project was, um, you know, just aligned so nicely. Um, just sort of, you know, when things happen for a reason sort of vibe, you know. Um, I happened, they were looking to do something at the time that I literally rolled into New York that day and just, it just worked out. And then um, when I was going to do my exhibition, I, um, I was still in contact with them because we were talking about future projects. And then, yeah, we partnered on that. So I decided to give, um, I'm giving a portion of my proceeds to, to conservation, to Tigers. So That's great. It was an obvious... Uh, That's great. I'd seen the work that they're doing, um, which is really awesome, by the way. They're securing, um, well, they've secured almost 2 million um, acres of land in India and Bhutan uh, to to protect tigers. Um, and they work with uh, WWF. And, and yeah, they're, they're re- it's really like they're, they're unlike, uh, the world's on a, a sort of crusade at the moment to double the tiger population by 2022 um, and they I think at the, the it's a great that, goal yeah and it, it's going to happen they've, they've already it's already started happening now you're not the only conservationist at the table mm-hmm. John took a recent interest in the black rhino dwindling population in New York City through a art exhibit that was put Wait, up rhinos in, in New York City there was an art exhibit about the last black rhinos, and didn't you write an article about it? I did. First sold? I did, yes. Well, you know, you know about, I mean, they had the last three uh, white rhinos that, or if, of a certain southern white rhino, I think it was. Or was it northern white northern rhino? Northern, northern white rhino that had the last three. Now there's only two left because the, the male died. Mm. Um, anyways, I don't know where Ronnie was going with this, but yes. I'm, I, I've always You're singing had your praises and how awesome you are and how you like the animals just like Sunny Sundancer and how we're all related and how nice it is. I do. I don't have my, all my facts, but I have a, I'm very passionate about animals and my degree is in animal science. And I was I worked I w- used to work with 
lots of lots of animals. I Especially when you taught kindergarten. The, uh, I, from poachers in Guatemala right after college. So, yes, I also did that. Do you know the artist If Animal Spoke? <laughs> no comment. We need to see a, a walrus from that artist. It seems fitting. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to, talk to him or her. <coughs> so, Sonny, New York, what, what would you say uh, next steps-wise? Your next trip after the show, uh, wh- wh- pick a building. Like, what would you love to you know, use for your message in New York City? What, what do you mean? Uh, after the yeah, after the your the next trip, like like pick an ideal wall or an ideal spot, like in you the know, world. in like New York. In New York, yeah. Where do you want to paint? You want to paint the a bridge or? Uh, Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what about in the world? Make it bigger. Yeah. Where would, where would Where's you your dream paint? spot in the world to paint that you haven't painted yet, or that you have and you want to paint again? Um, I'm quite excited to go back to Ireland, actually. Yeah. So it, would you say that that was the place that you were most well-received by people? Or what, what about Ireland did you like? I just had a lot of fun there. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just had a lot of fun. Um, not everything went to plan. Like, I pretty much paint in the rain every day. And uh, I get my paint. And there's lots of, like, complications. <laughs> but I've got a smile on my face every day. Like, Irish people are great, you know. Where was it in Ireland again? In Waterford. Just oh, right. From Dublin, yeah. Uh. Did you get some crystal? Eh? Did you buy some crystal? No. Waterford's known for their crystal. Yeah, the factory's yeah. there. Yeah. I did not know. This is the part in the show where Big Ronnie admits that he doesn't know something. I didn't know Waterford crystal was from Ireland. Waterford Island, sure I didn't is. know that. Yeah. As is Bleak, China. From the northern part, just over the border. China is from Ireland? Ireland? Well, it's well, porcelain, porcelain, whatever you call yes. it. Yes. Yeah. China that you eat on, not China that is you Waterford visit. Is Waterford a big, uh, a big no, city? It's, it's, it's a small town. Yeah, yeah. it's not very big. Street photographers, you need to go there. It's, mm. it's, um, it's beautiful. Really they have a pretty really big scene, cool, huh? Yeah. Well, it's just, um, it's just one of those places where you would never f- expect to find street art. And because of uh, you know a group of ladies there that have put uh, Waterford walls on, um, they've just brought amazing artists to the neighborhood you know, with just one reason, just to beautify the neighborhood. And hmm. it's so well received there. People are so thankful to have the murals there, um, support it, like, properly. And, you know, it's very, very old-school, uh, you know, Irish town. Mm-hmm. And you've got these, you know, crazy, crazy bright, colorful murals. And it's really cool. You've got to go. Yeah. I'm adding it to the list. Yeah. Yeah, it's on in. Um, I'm back there in August. Your your pa- is that for Waterford Walls again? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So yeah. now you're you're going to be. Uh, is it on your list of returning each year, or at least this for this upcoming year? Yeah, that's. I was yeah. going to go back. For cool. Yeah. Are you still? So now that you've finished this first, uh, I mean, you're having your exhibition here. Are you continuing to in the same vein as far as? Um, painting endangered wildlife or wildlife in general um or are you mixing it up or what are you thinking yeah and i'm gonna take a little bit of a not a detour but i'm gonna i've got a different body of work that i'm uh, i've been waiting to put out for a while um so i'm not gonna be 
focusing solely on raising awareness for animal conservation. It's, uh, I'm going to be pushing my art in a, a little bit of a different direction, um, but the animals are definitely still going to be there. Great. Um, and I guess I'll always be, you know, pushing that message. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm quite excited about my new work. I've uh, I put it together quite a while ago. And uh, any hints? I wasn't going to ask him. <laughs> People feature. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I've got humans now, so. Cool. Oh, very uh, cool. Cha- it's the style of painting is not very different. It's um, I sort of created uh, this weird fantasy world where it's sort of in the future, but can be the past, where um, sort of uh, people have gone back to basics and the sort of mixtures of tribes. Uh, they've got these like really cool tribal ladies with like all this cool clothing. And it's not Asian, it's not North American or anything. There's no, you can't pinpoint the tribe, but uh, it's tribal. And they're interacting with nature in different ways. Mm. So I've got like really cool girls walking with giant bears as headdresses. And I'm excited to yeah. see those. I did a really cool photo shoot like a year ago. So mm. I've had them in the bank for a while. I have seen. So you you had one human represented in in the walls that you did for the two to the bone project, right? Or th- were there more? Yeah. Because uh, I s- the one with the rhino. Um, Right? Yeah, just the one. Yeah, yeah. That was the and first you did. One I mean, and it's beautiful that you can transition between, you know, the animals which have, you know, you, you either have, all actually all of yours, all of your animals were mammals, right? That you painted. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got mostly the fur and things that you were doing, but then also with the skin. You know, some people who paint human figures have trouble with different tones of skin and that and mm. i don't know i think you, you're seamless between both the animal world and the human that was world. the first human i ever painted actually that's oh really that's near where I hmm. um i'd painted a, a human once before but it was a geometric pattern human so it was like yeah it was the first human i ever painted and yeah it was three stories high oh yeah well. <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home all right john staying on the animals theme I need your brain for a second. You ready? Okay. How many rock and roll bands with animals in the name can you name? Go. Uh, is is are Beatles considered a... Yes, uh, go. Okay. Um, oh, the Foo Fighters. No. <laughs> the Foo Fighters? I don't know. I suck at music names. How about the animals? Animals, check. I got Grizzly Bear, the Eagles, and the Turtles. That may be it. Nice job, John. We're we're yeah, we're like, that was my got. music segue. We're not very swift. You've been Arctic all monkeys. over. Monkeys. Arc- Arctic oh, monkeys. monkeys. White snake. White, white snake. Is a white oh. snake actually a the thing? Scorpions. Oh, see now your brain's now catching up. Working. You're not good under the ding, spot. Ding but, uh, ding. I need to have that list ahead of time so I can think about <laughs> it. If I gave it to you ahead of time, it wouldn't be any fun. I'm not good on the fly. You, I know. So that's why we're talking about. That's, that's my music segue. So you've been UK. South Africa and bouncing around. What do you listen to? What do you like? Um, I listen to everything really. Yeah. Um, I, I flip between like hip hop, um, rock, and rock is obviously quite large and psychedelic. And um, I listen to a lot of blues, um, and then I li- actually, you know, switch even 
you know, opposite directions of like house music, dance music, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And now, do you do you mix it up when you paint as well, just as as eclectic yeah, as I mean that? I'm listening to music like you know, 16 hours a day. It's like I can never listen to the to the same thing all the time. So, yeah, sometimes I don't prepare my music, so you know, the whole meal I'm listening to like 20 songs. Over and over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when I hear songs, I remember that meal and that part of the meal <laughs> sometimes. I listen to one song over and over until I'm sick of it, and then I move on to another one. See, that's psychotic behavior. That's Well, it's also toddler behavior because they'll, one, they'll watch one movie or listen to one song over and over and over again for days and months. What's your current song? I don't even know. That's the thing is that I don't ever learn the words, so that's why it stays fresh every time. <laughs> it's like you never heard it before? <laughs> totally. 50 okay first dates. The, by the way, the monkeys. Oh, I missed that one. Monkeys, that was an easy one. Yeah, monkeys is a good one. <clears throat> how about how about some other artists, Sonny, out there that uh, you kind of dig what they're doing? I don't want to say that you, you want to work with them, you look up to them or anything like that, but wh- what are some of the people that you uh, you give a nice nod to? What, like some sort of... Contemporary artists, so yeah, uh, no, not not or? not specifically. Just other 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 just artists in the game that you know you think are are doing the right thing. Mm, I mean, Shepard Fairey is an obvious one. Um, Faith's doing a lot of stuff. While you're thinking, John, I love Shepard Fairey's quote. He goes, first you hated me because I was tagging and bringing down the values." Now you hate me because I'm gentrifying and bringing up the values. Can't win. I get no, it. No, he can't win. Both no, sides of the same win. coin at the same damn time. But you know his dad's name is Straight. Yeah, Straight, Straight Fairy. Fairy. It's kind of an interesting name. Very yeah, southern gentleman I name. The thing. I, was I, I imagine him in a seersucker suit. Yeah. Very much like Matlock or whatever from back in the day. No. What's that? Shepherd Fairy's father. Yeah. His name is it's Straight. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, all, we all do it, brother. Don't worry. People tend to do that when I speak. So, <laughs> Yeah, most people do. Right. Straight Fairy. Straight mm-hmm. Fairy. Now, Bite on our last uh, Sold Tour uh, told us about Shepard Fairy's daughter, who's also a very <sighs> nice painter and on her well, way to No, becoming. she is not a painter as much as she's a fashion designer. I mean, she's amazing. Uh, Vivian, I believe, is her name. Um, she and a friend have already started a fashion line, and you know you think, well, it's Shepherd Fairy's daughter, and then you see her sketches, and she blows you away at twelve. Really? Yeah, it makes you sad to be someone who can't draw a straight line at you know <laughs> in your mid fifties, and the twelve-year-old is busting them out. Crazy. What do you think of Louis Masai? Yeah, I was going to mention him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little too close in terms of topic, but it's he's doing it in a different direction. It's very cool. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing the same thing, you know, um, getting the message out there with the arts, with the street arts. Um, he's um, he's focusing a lot on the bees, um, but uh, you know, everything's connected. So mm-hmm. you know, he touches on on everything. Yeah, we chatted about doing a collab. Possibly in the future. Ooh. Hmm. Do you know the artist um, Josh Keys? I think Josh or Joshua Keys. I think he's out of either Seattle or Portland. But he, um, I thought about it when you were talking about the polar bears, uh, the polar bear that you did in Miami and with the graffiti, because he a lot of his work 
is actually kind of a combination of the two. It's 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 not. It's about um, a single animal, and then like it could be a whale, and then uh, and looking very realistic. But then it's got you know some graffiti tags on the side. Was oh, it going with the jelly? It's like you swimming through jelly, like the whale. It, no. it, it does that one look realistic? I don't know. Yeah. But there's a lot of things. He he did one with the white rhino and, and the rhino or the, the rhino and the rhino had three uh, signs on top of it, like on the horn. Like but they're realistic animal looking animals, but then there's kind of a like kind of a story and, about the whole thing. No, Josh Key's art is is what is K E Y E S. Um, remind me with with us at um, at Basel. Oh, Nate, what's his name? This is not the guy I'm talking the, the about, but John, oh. this is dope. Brilliant. Yeah, this is dope. Uh, no, that's not him. Big old tagged up great work, great white. That's dope. Very cool, though. Yep. Hello, Josh Keys. We like your stuff. Very cool. It's awesome. Come to New York. Come on the podcast. Yeah, We're waiting. We like sharks, too. I think it's either Seattle or Portland. Um, I, well, I'm not really sure, but I saw. Oh, I, I love saw that he's followed by in, Shark too. In Portland, that rhino. Um, I saw it in Portland, so I don't know if he's from there, but I think it's Pacific Northwest that he's from. I haven't actually seen this before. Huh? That's a mm. northern white rhino from Sudan. <laughs> I don't actually know. Is it? It yeah. says there. Oh, Just good. read it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so we talked about other artists, we talked about music, we talked about New York. We usually talk about like pizza and stuff like that, but uh, I expect that you don't have a favorite pizza place just yet, do you? I've been smashing that Williamsburg pizza. That is uh, a good pizza place. It's pretty good. I don't think I've even been there. It's little square slices, but they're always fresh, and it's got, I don't know, 12 or 15 options every time you walk in. It's decent. There's one Thin on... slices, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's... Yeah, yeah. I would I not like call that. that a traditional New York pizza, but I would call it very good. There's one on Christian Stanton. Uh, told me about a place that apparently blows that place apart, so I don't know the name. So what's your favorite New York food? Yeah, had a boy, had a boy. And what? As soon as I got off the plane, I went straight to pizza. Yeah. If you were back in Joburg and you had to have a single meal every day, Joburg. what would it be? A single meal every day, like I mean, like if you had to have a meal, or yeah, yeah, like oh your Joburg meal, your go-to. Like if you could have one meal every day, and and, and you just love that meal, what would it be? No, I could eat Nando's every day. Nando's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the chimichurri uh, chicken? Is that what it is? Or the peri-peri chicken? Peri-peri That's what it is. Chicken, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't eat that every day, but yeah. I can eat right. that pretty easy. Eat. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Um, I like food. Yeah, me too. Pizza's <laughs> a good time. This guy this guy walked in tonight with a pizza. Unexpected. Hi. Have a pie. That's New York. Well, That's I went to your... Why do call it a pie? Pizza pie. Because it's pizza pie. Because it's round like a pie. That's all. But a pie's deep. A pie's like in Chicago. Pie. Like Chicago oh, that's deep casserole. dish pizza. That's not they don't pizza. even call it a pie in Chicago. It makes more sense to call it a pie there. They don't. I thought a pie is something that's like stuck. Not always. I thought the pie was three point one four one five. I don't know. John, the regional <laughs> colloquialisms escape you. I know they really do. I don't belong here. I'm going to try and get us back on track if that's all right with you. John and pie and stuff. So Sonny. What advice would do you have, um, and be creative here, please, uh, f- for young artists? I understand yours isn't a, a path that you can lay out and say, hey, guys, follow me, and you'll be uh, successful, and Discovery Channel will knock on your door and stuff like that, obviously. But what would you, what would you pull from your experience say, I wouldn't change that 
for anything. Give some advice to some young artists coming up today. But that's okay Cliches because are fine. listen, because a lot of people they don't work, get the staples. They work. That's okay. I don't know. I guess. Mm. I guess there's no shortcuts. You know, I think um, I think the reason I can do what I do is because I failed lots of times. You know, um, I learned lots of lots of different methods and lots of different things to get it right. And yeah, there isn't a, I don't think there's an easy way. I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I think the cliche thing is just to go do it. Well, you have an amazing work ethic. When you're working on a wall, you work on the wall all day. Yeah. I mean, not everyone does. I've watched you. You put a lot of time and effort into your walls. And if you don't yeah, see like it going it the right way, then you redo that part. You go over it. I, I know you were, mm -hmm. you were getting the color of the polar bear. You were trying to get it just right in Miami. And I remember you working so hard to try to get it to just the right way that you wanted to have it. And I just... I don't know. I just saw you guys out there uh, until until it was dark and then some. Yeah. So uh, the one night I painted there till like like four in the morning or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Everyone I else I is I enjoying like the parties. Done, you know? Yeah. Um, You're there for the job, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of artists can uh, you know go to their wall like ten, eleven, paint a few hours, and they get it done. I don't know. My stuff just takes a lot of time, and you know, your body starts to ache after like day four or five so every day after that's like yeah it's quite a struggle and then that starts like irritating me and then <laughs> starts making mistakes spilling paint and then I look like the crazy mad scientist that you probably saw me like in Miami so <laughs> yeah I like to get it done and uh, and yeah I like to get it done right because it's going to be it's going to be there for a while you know listen the only place where success comes before work John is the dictionary I don't even know what to say to that. You shouldn't. So, Sonny, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, please give our listeners uh, the places where uh, they can find your work online, and let's let's talk about let's give the details of the show one more time, please. Cool. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's um, my handle Sunny Sundancer. Uh, Facebook, I'm Facebook forward slash Sunny Artist. Uh, my show is next month in New York at 390 Broadway in Soho. Um, that's on the 17th, 18th, 19th May. Um, you, well, you could actually RSVP for my bio, but that's actually changed because of something else I should mention is uh, my print releases went on sale today, which is cool. Um, I'm doing a collab with One Time Zen. So we're releasing um, two to three prints a week leading up to the show so today the orangutan and gorilla congo and pinda that's great yeah and, and i own the, i have the gorilla print and i love it so uh, collect yeah, them all the yeah, collect them all yeah i got the pre pre-release it's, like, it's like a pokemon thing you got to get them all exactly you got you gotta try got to i didn't realize there's got there's to get them all there. there's um there's you can buy all 10 you can buy the whole series that's oh cool. now you tell me that's yeah. convenient they're a little bit cheaper very nice. Yeah. So, Sonny, so, thank you very much for coming in today. We really appreciate it. It was nice having a chat with you and yeah, give our so listeners, uh, you know, a, a little glimpse into your uh, your international conservationist flavor. And I hope I didn't try to steal your shine with my 
manatee encounter. So yeah, it's. I mean, that was a hell of a story, John. Thank you. You know, you got to run that by us next time. I would have told you not to. Yeah, I mean, that was intense. The manatee cried. No, in your eye when I was. Yeah, I know. I wasn't expecting that at all. The twenty seconds of you and just bonding with this thing was. I mean, yeah, it was emotional. I mean, Bruce misses you. All right, that's it for us. Have a nice day, everybody. Sold out.